Greetings listeners and welcome to Castle Hill Cricket Chat. This week we take a slightly different angle in and around club cricket by welcoming our next guest to the show, Tom Graham from Slawick. Tom has been a key component at Slathwaite for a decade now, starting as someone who plays just as much in the seconds as in the first. He's someone who has had to step up on countless occasions to serve his club well, but he's as important off the field as chairman of the committee to oversee the good work that just about all cricketers take completely for granted. He makes sure all the gears, cogs and elements of the club are all working in good order, like some kind of cricketing battleship. On the pitch, as we approach the halfway point of the season, Moreland's made a big statement in their Byram Shield campaign by inflicting a first home defeat on Hoyland Swain in the most dramatic of circumstances. We discuss this and many more matches from the Premiership to the conference from the weekend. Elsewhere, the 2020 group stages drew to a conclusion too, so we'll have a quick peek at what's next in store for the top two teams in each group. And of course, we'll answer the question that's obviously on most people's lips, What's Jacob Mullall's average? Anyway, on we go with the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Castle Hill Cricket Chat, our 13th episode. I thought we'd crack out about five or six of these and get a bit bored, but here we are. It's a teenager. Mood swings the lot. Steve, good evening once again. Great to have you on. It's been a fantastic to have uh, your respected opinion and take on things. But thanks for coming on again, Steve. No problem, mate. Thanks for having me. And uh, evening, lads. Hiya, Monte. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, welcome also to the show. It's uh, it's getting a bit silly, isn't it? 13 episodes. Yeah, it's like uh, Dallas, isn't it? Dallas, yeah. isn't it? I've started to wear shoulder pads. It's great. That's yeah. right. We're season one. We're in season one of uh, Castle Hill Cricket Chat. You know, uh, we're going to end up like the Sopranos, aren't we? At this rate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as we rack up more and more episodes, the uh, I mean, the quality of our guests never fails to diminish. Um, this week we have someone who puts his life and soul into his club, Slawit or Slathwaite, whichever way you uh, you pronounce it. Tom Graham is in his tenth season as a player for Slathwaite. But Monty, as he's affectionately known, is not afraid to roll his sleeves up and get on with the dirty work. As chairman of the club for the last five years, he's been involved with all the major decisions made behind the scenes. Uh, a warm welcome to the show, Monty. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Um, loads of time to go through your cricketing background in the next uh, sort of uh, hour or so. But uh, first, it's the opener. Um well, you know, cricket's uh, a sideshow to uh, a more unusual hobby that, uh, that that Tom indulges himself in. Uh, in the opener, we're discussing odd and quirky hobbies that uh, some of us get involved in uh, uh, outside cricket. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyway, well, I did mention uh, the unusual hobby, Tom, uh, which is crown green bowling. You're, uh, you are uh, a dab hand at the old, um, at the old bowls, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, um, something that I started as a as a youngster, really, before I got into cricket. But um, yeah. yeah, it's something I enjoy outside of outside of playing cricket. Possibly not the coolest thing in the world, but you know, I enjoy it. So I guess that's yeah. the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew, have you ever played crown crown green bowling? Have you ever ever had a go uh, at it? Yes, I have, but it's a, it's an awful long time ago. It's something that. Um, 
Um, I mean, funnily enough, I mean, it was quite funny. I, I, one story I do know about Crown and Bowling, when I, when I was growing up as a kid, mm. there was, um, there's a lad that used to play cricket with us who was, a, who was a good cricketer, decent batsman and everything. And he, he gave it all up when he was about 17 to go Crown Green Bowling, which we, we never really understood um, and still don't, to be perfectly frank. But, but, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's a hobby, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's, well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a love of people. It's love of, my auntie and uncle uh, are absolute avid uh, Crown Green Crown, Crown Green Bowlers. Crown Green Bowlers, of course. Yeah. Um, Steve, I can, I can really imagine you just, um, you know, calmly behind uh, the Golker pitch there on that little green uh, just rolling a ball or two is that right yeah you'll be good at that and all won't you i reckon uh, no I've, I've, I've tried it a couple of times but it's uh, yeah it's it's there's quite a skill to it isn't there you know yeah it's, um, it's uh it's not as easy as it looks like let's no, put it that way yeah definitely not definitely not we've we've got uh all our grounds been playing in uh in, mm. in the old boys league I call it that. I don't know what league it is, but yeah, I've had a go with them, and it's it's not easy. It's not <laughs> no. easy. Yeah. No, I've, I've I've done it myself, and uh, yeah, I can't get the hang of it at all. You know, I'm, I'm forever just ending in the. Is it the call the gutter, Monty? It is. Yeah. <laughs> is it call the gutter? Yeah. yeah. In the gutter. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be there. No. 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not a bit, a bit better at temping bowling though. Um, you know. Well, f- funnily enough, I'm absolutely terrible at temping bowling. So it's right. So it don't it don't lend itself to. Uh, no, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, Nigel Brook uh, did uh, tweeting uh, his his quirky sort of hobbies, uh, collecting pre nineteen fifties football and rugby league programs and memorabilia. Um, I think he raids eBay a lot for stuff like that as well. Um, uh, do, do you guys uh, collect anything, uh, Andrew, Steve? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I've, well, I suppose. I mean, interestingly enough, fo- football programs and stuff. Obviously, with my, my radio work prior, you know, I, I got a, you know, a huge collection of the football programs from all the different grounds that um, that I went to, which was yeah, you know, it's quite interesting sometimes to look back at them. Interestingly enough, in in my job, one of the the companies that I used to deal with down in uh, in London, one of the guys there actually gave up his his job to do an internet site, doing nothing other than. Football memorabilia. So Nigel's probably, uh, yeah, there's probably a few quid in it. That's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, uh, yeah, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Um, but collecting things, no. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the only thing that that I collect is uh, I say collect. I've, I've probably got the league handbook going back to uh, yeah. you know the the, the late nineties. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that just because you're yeah. forced to buy one cover? Yeah, Yeah, my mum and dad used to collect them, and I've just got a collection now. Yeah, uh, just keep keep them going, don't you? On the the bookcases, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of handbooks, actually, I was uh, one of the the the, the, I suppose to say my my hobby, but my in the winter was just sort of uh, uh, you know collecting all stats from the handbooks, you know. And I started getting back to about 1990. Then I wanted to go further, so uh, I think um, Thorpey from Golkus lent me. A big pile of handbooks um, going back to sort of the the thirties. Oh, so, did it? Yeah, yeah. And I've still got them here. I need to give them in back actually because I've done what I've, I've I've kind of transferred the information that I needed to. But 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a really, really, really nice gesture of him to lend me that mm. about a year and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, I do need to get them back to him. But yeah, uh, so we've all got our, our sort of crosses to bear and uh, and hobbies to do. So in, in the meantime, but cricket's what we're all, all about, uh, and uh, we will move on to uh, the next uh, section of our podcast, uh, which is our guest uh, Tom Graham. Um, so uh, I mean, as my intro- introduction shed light on before, Tom is of course our guest this week, um, and he's part of a, an exclusive members club now, um, our, our guest club. Um, and as Tom might know, uh, our guests go on to uh, bigger and better things, obviously after this show. So who are you playing next week, um, Monty? Uh, we've got Broadoak away and Honley as well. I think a double header. So Look this out. will put this will put the uh, theory to the absolute test. I would have thought <laughs> <laughs> if if I somehow get. A load of wickets. I think then it's yeah. absolutely bomb proof. Then yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, then we'll be we'll be fight we'll be fighting them off. We'll have to do sort of some sort we'll of be queuing uh, up. Yeah, yeah, we we'll have to do some sort of. Um, I don't know. Matter pay money to come on or something like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? But <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, welcome, to, welcome to the podcast, Tom. And uh, we'll we'll sort of go through your 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 career a little bit in a linear way. Uh, obviously, Slough is your club, and it has been for the last ten years. But it wasn't that at the early days. Um, was it Outlane you started at as a as a junior? Um, before yeah, you... I, I joined Outlane as a junior, so I was about fifteen, sixteen. I was quite late to to playing cricket, really. Um, but mm. my uncles played at Outlane, so I sort of followed them up there just for a, see what was going on, really. And yeah, played played there sort of through the juniors um, mm. in the early days, just to get a bit of interest <laughs> in the game, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then you you moved to to Skulls was your club for a while, wasn't it? I think when you were when you were eighteen, I think you moved to Skulls, uh, which was just just sort of after um, our esteemed uh, co contributor uh, left Skulls as well. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I joined sort of when I was I think eighteen, nineteen. Mm. I think Cobber had possibly mm. just gone by then. But to be fair, I was mainly playing sort of second team mm. cricket anyway. But yeah, I moved there. Um, like I say, when I was about nineteen, and stayed there for about four or five years. But mm. you know, I had some had some great times there. Um, quite successful as well at second team, um, yeah. and, and made a lot of good friends at that club. It's as Cobber knows, it's it's a great club to play at. Yeah, um, uh, they, they've always been a strong second team, haven't they, uh, at Skulls, ever since they've been in the league, really. And uh, uh, So who, who, who were the sort of um, the, the people who you, you obviously made a lot of friends up there, didn't you, the stay friends now, um, I'm sure? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm good mates with a lot of the second team guys now, so um, mm. Josh Langfield and Eden, who's yeah. the captain of the seconds currently, I think. Um, good mates with them, go to football a lot with them guys. Um, yeah. But sort of outside of the cricket as well, you know, there's the usual, you know, Coddy and everyone else that goes and watches watches skulls. Um, plenty of mates up there, um, yeah. and it's it's always good to go and see some old faces. Yeah, and um, so around about two was it 2011, I think you um, you made a decision to uh, to switch clubs and go to to Slawit, which um, which isn't actually too too close. It's quite a distance, isn't it, between Old Firth and and Slawit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was about 10 years ago now, so mm. I've always lived sort of Slawit side of Huddersfield, really, but right. I used to sort of stay over every weekend at Skulls, pretty much booking into uh, Matthew Borman's house every weekend. And ah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, right, I need to maybe sort of knock this on the head a bit now. So, yeah, I, I had um, pain in my ear about coming to Slawit, so 
yeah. I thought, right, it's, it's probably a good time now to uh, try another team, I think. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you say, it's, it's been a while now. So I've heard it. I've heard it said uh, mentioned a lot of times that uh, a left arm spinner's worth his weight in gold. So is that what what Chris saw in you? No, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to ask him that. I, yeah. I don't know what he saw, but yeah, um, I must admit, like as as a spinner, obviously it's it's one of the better grounds to bowl at because yeah. you know it's a massive pitch, so you, you can afford to uh, get hit a little bit because you know there's some big boundaries on that ground, so um, gives you a little bit more of a chance and. Obviously, you know, playing up at Skulls, for example, where I used to play, where you can get a leading edge for six, for example. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was walking up, I was there this week, obviously, uh, with Delph in the t- 2020, and we was walking up the uh, the ground. And I, in my head, I, I, I totally forgot how, how big a ground it is. Um, Steve, have you always rem- remembered Slough as such a big ground? Uh, I have. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just sort of... I, I've, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I have. And um, I've always enjoyed... Like Monty says, I, I've always enjoyed bowling at Slavic, but but not necessarily batting because mm. it's yeah, uh, it is a is a massive ground and away from home, it's it, yeah, it's a bit different. There's, there's a slope like like mm. there is at Golka, so mm. yeah, it's it's a good good ground to bowl on, but it's 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 a bit of a strange one to bat on. You mm. you never know what's a good score as as, as an away team going to Slavic. It's uh, yeah, we we were end off there this year, so yeah. I'm quite quite pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, Andrew, you, uh, I, I might put you on the spot a little bit here, but um, we're talking about big grounds, and uh, I, I, we, 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 I think we come to the conclusion Ellen was the biggest ground in the league. Um, yeah. uh, I think that that's pro- probably uh, agreed, really. I think. Uh, I, I, would you say Slough it might be the second biggest, and then possibly Hodley? No, no, I wouldn't. You know, do you know? I, I can think of one that might be bigger than all of them. Right. Which is, might be, sound a bit weird, but 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 I, think, I, I don't know. I mean, there won't be a lot in it either way. Murfield. Murf Murfield is huge, absolutely huge, um, and but there won't be a lot in it either way, will there? But certainly Slough will be up there as being one of the biggest, certainly you know, along with with the likes of Ellen. But but Murfield, um, that's a big old place, is that? That's a big old field. And uh, I, I think Murfield's big square, isn't it? But but straight, it's not so big. Um. To the probably to the bottom side towards the the tennis courts bit, it probably isn't as big. Uh, but to the other way, I, I, you know, I think it is. Yeah, um, it's quite deceiving, isn't it? Actually, it is, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I can remember. I mean, uh, David Bolt, who plays with uh, Murfield Parish, his his, his late father Andy um, played at played at Murfield for for a long time, and uh, he always used to tell me that did Andy that you know if he to six at Murfield, it was. You know, you should get seven or eight for it, really, because um, it was, you know, it was, it, it, it was, it was, it was a big hit. Um, but yeah, there are, like, so, you know, as Monty said and as Steve said, Slough is without doubt certainly straight the, towards the, you know, the scoreboard. Yeah, it's a, it's a big old wallop, is that? I'd yeah. have to hit it about three times in my prime to get it that far. Yes. Yeah, there were there were a few uh, on Tuesday uh, that the balls that got hit down there where you sort of have to do a bit of a, a relay, don't you, fielding wise, to uh, to get the ball back over to the uh, the other side. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, back back to uh, uh, Tom and uh, your time at um, at Slowit. Um, you, you've you've got you've you played probably have you probably played about the same amount of games for the first and the seconds in your time? Then would you would you say? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I, I'm one of those players that 
and there's probably players at every club yeah. like that that sort of float between the two really I'd, if, if I had to class myself I would say that you know I, I'm a decent second team player but yeah. you know I will do a job and I'll obviously give it my best if I step up to the first team which this season I've pretty much been doing every week um, yeah yeah it's just one of them I, I'll you know, I'll do whatever I'm told, really, and I'll, I'll try my best. That's that's about as best you can do, really. Yeah. I, I think. So, sorry, guys. Nope. I, I, I probably you're probably doing yourself a disservice there, Monty. I think, like you, you're probably a very, very good second team bowler and 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 a decent first team bowler. You know, it's. Um, I've played against you a few times, and you know, I, I've always found you a good bowler. So you know, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's a, a confidence thing. Like I, I had it at Skulls a couple of weeks back. Actually, when we played up there, I was bowling and uh, Bruiser was batting, and he he actually came down and said, Do "You know what? Like, you know, keep bowling." He says, "You you you know, you're good enough to be bowling in this team." And mm. funnily enough, I got him out about three balls later. So I think he regrets <laughs> saying that now. But <laughs> basically, saying you're in my head rent free now, aren't you? Yeah. Right? So yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just one of them. I, I'm. I'm not someone who'll, you know, go out sort of shouting about, yeah. oh yeah, I can do this, I can do that. I just, I turn up, I like to play and, you know, if if I do well, I do well, but, you know, I'll try my best. Mm. Yeah, um, we mentioned uh, sort of Chris before and, um, you know, the the, the the jobs that he's done over the uh, the, last, the past 30 years, is, it just goes without saying, doesn't it, uh, how important he is. Uh, how can you illustrate how, uh, his importance to the club and what and what he's done over the years? Um, is Payne? Yeah, he's well. He is like Mister Slowett, isn't he? Mm. Everyone who comes up to Slowett, if he if he said, "Oh, you know, tell me, tell me someone you know at Slowett," Payne is probably the first person that comes into your head. He's spent, you know, God knows how many years at the club as a player, and then when he's finished, he now helps with the ground with. Um, the facilities, running the juniors, you know, he's just one of those guys that you need at your club because everything that he does in the background, if he doesn't do it, then things won't happen. There's a lot of people that I think just turn up and want to play cricket and think that everything just sort of ticks along in the background, but doesn't work like that. You need people like the likes of Payne who've put so much time into the club and, you know, ultimately they want the club to do well. That's why they they put the time in and they want to see other people do well and bring on the juniors or whatever it is. But yeah, he's absolutely key to the club and has been for, well, you know, the last 30 years or so. Yeah. Steve, you know Payne quite well, don't you? I know him. Yeah, I know him very well. Uh, I speak to him regularly. He's, he's, a, he's a legend. You know, I've so much time for Payne. I know exactly what he's done for Slowey and uh, yeah, and for for cricket in in general, he's he's, he's an absolute star. So yeah, and Slowey wouldn't be where they are today without Payne. That's an yeah, absolute 100%. fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's, he's someone you, you want to play for as well. You know, you want to you know, you, you, he just he just gets that respect, doesn't he? From from everyone throughout the team. You know, everyone knows who he is, and uh, you know, you, you sort of. You know, if he, yeah, no, if no one, there, no one's got a bad word to, you know, a bad word to say about him. And um, like Cobber said, you know, he's just a, a bit of a legend of the Huddersfield mm. League. Really, a very good player as well um, in his prime and stuff. So, yeah, he, he, was he sort of keeps keeps Slowit ticking. Really, mm. your 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 ten years at Slowit so far, and obviously you're going to be more as well. Um, what, what, Fingers what, crossed, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, what, 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 what would you say is you, up there for your, for your memories? You know, sort of 
Um, you, you know, it's a, it, it, it's it's always been a you know, or it's been sometimes been challenging, but there's been some good times in there, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely <clears throat> love playing for Slough. You know, I live in Slough now, and I've got a lot of friends here. Made made a lot of friends since I joined, and um, it, it's it's been a great sort of ten years. But I suppose from a from a playing point of view, there's not really been too many successes. Really, it's more sort of either just surviving as we are, or we've we've been a bit of a yo-yo side. So I suppose it's been a couple of promotions. There was a promotion a couple of years back for the seconds, which I was involved with. That was obviously a high. Um, we reached Paddock Shield final as well, which was you know really good. Um, unfortunately, it didn't quite work out. We got absolutely bashed by Broad Oak at their spot. Um, so, I mean, they were the better team. They deserved to win, but we, we still had one hell of a night after that. Um, that was a good day. Um, and then, yeah, just, just general sort of Saturdays and, and just seeing the club busy and just, you know, being around people that you enjoy playing cricket with. One of my favourite parts of playing the game, actually, is afterwards just being able to sit with the guys and have a beer and talk about the game. Obviously, it's nice if you win, but even if yeah. you don't, just to have a, that bit of time with your, with your mates and just, just enjoy your, your Saturday evening, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it has involved uh, actually becoming, uh, uh, well, so be involved on the committee, you know, uh, uh, you've got to love your club, haven't you, to, to just get on, uh, get involved on the committee. Um, and you became chairman um, five, about five <laughs> yeah, years ago. You. I mean, that's, I mean, there's being on the committee and being chairman, there's, you know, uh, uh, that's, you know, it takes, yeah. you know, it takes a lot to do that. Um, so what, what was, uh, what, what were the, what were your thoughts on on was it something that you you were pushed into or was it something that you just said no I'm you know I'm going to do this I can make I can I can make my dip make a difference I, I got sort of thrown in the deep end if I'm being honest so yeah. I I remember they had the AGM five years ago whatever it was and I was just sat quietly in the in the back corner just listening to what was going on mm. not really paying too much attention and then next thing they saying that the um, old chairman um, wanted to step down. And that yeah. we obviously needed someone to do it, and someone just put me forward, and I, I thought, well, I don't really know what it involves, but you know, right. I'll, I'll go with it, <laughs> see what happens, and, and got voted in, and then you know, five years down the line, I'm still here, um, still trying to get involved with everything that goes on, and you know, ultimately try and you know push the club forward, really. Yeah, um, Andrew, have you, are you on the committee at uh, Omri Wes? Um, I saw. <laughs> yeah, leading question. Um, yeah, sort of. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a vice president. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I don't, um, I don't necessarily have to be elected onto the committee. I'm, I'm one of these people who spend a lot of time on the committee. And what what Monty says is, is is absolutely right because it is a huge job when when you're doing things like being chairman of the club. We're really fortunate in the ways we've got. Um, Steve Fisher, who works tirelessly um, for the club, along with people like you know, like Mark Bins um, and and other people around them, and it is so important that you know what Monty said is is, is, is so right because every club needs people like that, and, and and just to sort of like put a little bit of a codicil to that is the fact that today lots of people complain about. Um, people not getting involved in clubs and, 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 and what Monty said again got to agree with in the fact that, that lots of people just want to turn up on a Saturday and play cricket 
and don't see what goes on behind there to put them in a position whereby they can actually go out and play. And, and, and I think that that is sad. But I would temper that and say that certain clubs, mine being one of them, is very lucky because we've got a lot of people that do a lot of things at that club. Um, and so consequently, you know, things tend to run better because of that. But going back into days of old, it was, twas ever thus, as they said, you know, in lots of clubs in, in years gone by, relied on a handful of people who put in a lot of work. And a lot of people turned up on a Saturday and expected, you know, the wicket to be cut, the teas to be made, um, and get out there and play. And then when it's gone, finished and go home. So what Monty does and puts his hand up at the back of a room not knowing, absolutely hats off to you mate because it's a thankless job but when it's all over and you've finished, I tell you what you'll be able to look back on it with pride. Yeah, that definitely That that's hopefully something I'll be able to do once you know someone else either steps in or uh, I decide I don't want to do it any longer but yeah, it's it's one of those things where you want your club to to do well. Me personally, I want the club to you know thrive and get better and improve facilities or whatever it is. Basically, as long as I can leave it in a in what I feel is a better position than where it was when I started doing it, then I feel like I've contributed something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stevie, you're on the committee at Golker, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, on the committee. Yeah, um, on the social committee, on the selection committee, on, <laughs> on every committee going. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I, it, it's we're quite fortunate at Golka. At the moment, we've got a lot of people that that are involved, and and we're doing doing really well. And yeah, it is rewarding, you know. Um, so. So yeah, you, you, like like you say, you, you want to you want to give a bit back, and you want to make sure that the club's going in the right direction. And we're all passionate, you know. We, we wouldn't be on this podcast if we weren't all passionate about cricket and our clubs, would we? So 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 yeah, I I enjoy it, and uh, as long as like Monty says, you know, it, when my times times come and gone, uh, and and I step down from whatever, whatever role I have at Golker, as long as I leave it in a better position than. And when I started, then yeah, I'll be happy. But but our our we're all clubmen, aren't we? By the sounds of it, so it's uh, yeah, we're all we're all passionate about about our clubs in particular. Yeah, and uh, Monty, being uh, being chairman, you you, you sort of uh, you've got a big say, don't you, on uh, on on how you want the club to, club to run uh, yourself? Uh, yeah, we. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, we obviously the chairman sort of heads up the committee or whatever, but ultimately it's the, you know, everyone who gets involved on the committee has a say and, and that's, that's sort of what I'm keen on when, when we have committee meetings that, you know, every, everybody who does get involved and at the moment there's probably not as many as what we'd like that everyone gets a say on it because ultimately anyone who's on a committee wants to help the club. So yeah, um, it, it's just a group, a group effort really. And, Sometimes, you know, is it all straightforward and plain sailing? Probably not. Sometimes you need a tin hat. Sometimes when you go in the club, you want to go in, you might go in on a Friday for a quiet pint and all of a sudden 10 people have got an opinion on something that's completely irrelevant to everything. You yeah, know, but yeah. Um, it's just one of those things. So you, it's, you, 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 your gist of it is just keeping a structure as well to, you know, meetings and, and keeping it yeah, on, just, on track. Yeah, yeah, just keep making sure we've got you know, agenda points and and 
anything that that the club sort of wants to get involved with or help with because it, it's not even just cricket things. You, you think of like Slavic, for an example, you know, we've got a massive clubhouse that we get booked for maybe not so much in COVID times and stuff, but obviously we'd get booked for parties and all sorts. And you've got a bowling green that all needs maintenance. You've got uh, rugby changing rooms, the football team, and we, we've got a running club that uses it. It's a really busy spot now. And you've got to try and make sure that everybody who's using it is getting what they want out of it as well as making sure that they're contributing towards the upkeep of the club and you know you, you just get involved in in everything from what you sell on the bar to you know who's playing cricket and what's on the tv and god knows what else everyone's got yeah. an opinion and everything but um you know it's it's in, i find it interesting well more pa- more power to you um for uh, for the future there as well um you know more people should be uh, like you um you know and and also you know having younger people on the on the committee so a lot of times i mean certainly at delft i mean the average age i think is around about 60 60 65 or something you know so we, you know we we need some a bit of new blood uh, on there as well uh being, yeah, being self critical so it's absolutely key yeah cuz you know the the younger people who, who are either playing cricket or socialising in there. You know that they, they should be able to have a say on things as well. But often they don't want to get involved. They they just think, oh well, I'll, I'll keep turning up and everything. I'll just continue as it is. But yeah, it doesn't work like that. They, like we talked about, Penny. You know, people like that who have given years and years of service. At some point, they're going to go look. I you know I need to take a back seat now and do something else and. You, you need some other people coming through because if you don't, that's when the clubs are going to start, maybe not struggling, but they'll suddenly realise what those people did and think, oh, actually, this hasn't been done or that hasn't been done. And yeah, it, it, it's, it can be a thankless task at times, but, you know, it's absolutely key and vital for, it, for cricket clubs and, you know, like Slawit, for example, it's more of a community club, really, because it's open in the winter, it brings people in drinking and, you know, socialising, etc. So it's absolutely key to make sure that we we keep it going best we can, really. So uh, onto the pitch uh, as well. Um, in 2015, they were relegated from the Premiership, uh, Slawit. Um, and, and so they had a, a few seasons at the Championship level, probably for longest in a while, really. Um, you know, I've always known them as a as a top flight club since since Delft have been in the league for most most of the time, but. Um, it, it, it led to a promotion campaign in 2019, didn't it, eventually? Uh, it was a very absorbing one, I think. Um, uh, I think there was quite a few teams in the mix, weren't there? But, but Slough and uh, Murfield Parish just, just came through. So how, 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 did it, uh, how, how did it build around that, um, uh, you know, getting the, getting the right players and, uh, in, 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 the, in there to do that? Yeah, I mean, they, they had a good mix of players that season, I think, when they went up. And like I said, it was... A tight season. Obviously, Slowett and Murfield Parish came up. Um, I think Rastrick were were around as well. They were sort of competing to go up, and possibly a couple of other teams. Um, but they they just had a core group of lads who liked to play at the club, and you know, spent time there and and were friends. And uh, with a couple of additions of, um, we had a lad called Cosmond who played for us, who's playing in the Bradford League now. He he did really well for us. Um, and we we had an Asian lad called Sadaquat who played for us. Um, he was a real good swing bowler. Um, and we we just had sort of the right elements, I think, as well as the sort of spine of that team was good friends and just basically stuck together, I think. I mean, 
it was a it was a good season in general, really, because the second team went up as well. They, they both clubs became Premiership teams again. Which I mean, ultimately, as, as any club in the Uddersfield League, you'd you'd want both your sides ideally to be to be Premiership sides. So that that was absolutely key as far as the club was concerned. We just had a, a good bulk of players who, who who got us over the line. I think, and you know, had a, had a good time while they were doing it. Mm. And I think, if you remember rightly, I think the second half of the season, you didn't lose many games at all. That you really went, you finished it, finished it really strong. I think. Um, from yeah, they, I, I think that. Yeah, they, I think they had a good finish to the season. I, mm. I was mainly sort of playing in the second team, but yeah, um, yeah I know that they've. I mean, there's still some some key parts of that team that are playing now. So mm. obviously they've stayed with the club and you know trying to to keep the club up now, which which is good to see. But. Yeah, they they finished really strongly, and I think they finished with a good win over Rastrick towards the end of the season, which I think got them up. Yeah, um, and I, I know that that went down pretty well. I think there's a bit of a rivalry there between those two yeah, when they were, yeah. when they were in that league. So yeah, I think that was a good way to uh, finish it. So uh, moving on to this season, um, and it, and it has uh, it, it's probably been a baptism baptism of fire um, um, from from all accounts, but. You know they've held their own for quite a few, uh, you know, in in quite a few games. They've just come out the wrong side of the result. Um, so does that give you confidence this season? Uh, in some of the early performances and certainly uh, the first win that you picked up recently. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, we've bar probably Hoyland Swain and and the fixture last week against Thongsbridge, we've we've been in every game. You know, we've we've competed. We've Probably the amount of times we've come off the pitch and said, you know, if we'd have got another 20, 30 runs, we might have won that. Um, I think Andrew was umpiring us early on in the season when we played at Shepley. Um, We did a typical, typical slough. We were probably 60 for one and ended up 85 all out or something. And, you know, um, Shepley absolutely limped over the line. You know, if we we had got another probably 10 runs, I think we'd have won that game. Um, I think I think you would. I think you would. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that's just been sort of the ongoing case, really. The the bowling <coughs> has been has been fine to an extent. You know, Tommy Woodhead and Alex Walker have been opening the bowling. They've both been really successful as a as a partnership. And then, you know, we've had Sahail bowling a bit of spin. I've bowled some spin. We, we've got another um, overseas lad who's bowled a little bit, and we. A strength is is probably in his bowling, but I think that's always been a Slavic thing. We, we've always, as far as I've played here, more of a batting batting issues, and it, it's not through not having the talent. There's lots of talent of batters in the side. It's just more around I think the application sometimes and just picking the right shots. But at the moment, yeah, we we just keep, seem to keep dropping short by that Kurt Burton game where we managed to beat him, which was obviously a really good result. Uh, you mentioned Alex uh, Walker before, Steve. You 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 you've you've commented on uh, on on how well Alex is bowling this year. I think in a previous one, he's 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 he seems to be stepping up, doesn't he, this season? I well, yeah, I really rate Alex. I've done for years. You know, um, I, he he was a broad oak I wanted, but mm. he went to Slough it, and then he's bowled a few spells at me, and I've thought, yeah, bloody hell, this this lad can bowl, and he's a cracking lad as well as Alex. To be yeah, fair, yeah. so. Yeah, he's he's obviously doing really well at Slawit, and uh, yeah, he's he's one he's one to watch, I guess. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a very good player actually for for the first team, and he's been a bit unlucky this time, I think. Um, Tommy, if you look at the wickets, Tommy, I think Tommy's got quite a few more, but you know, Alex has bowled just as well in spells, but yeah, he's not quite I, I, had as much yeah. luck. I think Alex is probably underrated. I think Tom, Tommy's probably doing a good job, and. Uh, 
you know, Alex is, uh, yeah, not get not getting the the results at the other end, but but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I rate him, I really do. He gets some big wickets, doesn't he? You look he can at bat the... as well. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah, he yeah. Gets some runs. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He just nags nags away on a length. He does. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. He's learning. You know, he's learning how to be a very very good club cricketer, and uh, yeah, it will it will it will carry on being that. I'm sure. Um, so, so obviously being chairman, uh, a lot of developments at Slough, um that 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 you know that have, that have happened in the last few years. If you look at it now compared to what ten years ago, you know, I got the you know the the the, score, the scoreboard's been knocked down for a new new structure with brilliant dressing rooms. Um, you know, uh, what what other um, developments are in the pipeline? Then uh, you know, sort of now and now and in the the next uh, decade. Yeah, we, we've got a lot going on actually over over this winter, which um, obviously we had all the lockdown and everything. We we started to um, try and build a bit of a pot of money and think, right, well, you know, what can we do to improve? Because we want to obviously improve the ground and the facilities and we've really stepped it on over the winter. The clubhouse has had a full refurb inside. So anybody who's been up sort of since this season will have seen that from, from inside, it, it's just a completely new building now. It's, it's been completely completely re um renovated um it, it looks smart it's just been brought up to the 21st century really you know it's it's not like stepping back in time anymore when you walk in there which at one point it did look like that um and then as well yeah we've the the old score box at the far end of the field and the, there was a garage there as well they've been completely flattened there's new nets going in there um we've got new roll-on covers as well they've come during the winter which hopefully will help improve um the decks from a batting point of view, as as Cobbo referred to earlier, you know that they're, they're not always the best batting decks. So we're we're trying to you know give ourselves the best chance to to make them a little bit better, I guess. And yeah, just overall, it's the grounds looking really good at the moment. Once the new nets go in, it's it's just taking us that next step on. And then when you you know you look at other clubs that have have spent you know money on the ground and improved it, you think of like when I was up at Shepley and, and Thongs Bridge we played there, you know, they they're both fantastic grounds now with great facilities and at the same time those those things don't just happen overnight. You have to have a lot of people put a lot of time in and a lot of organisation and um yeah, I think we're we're sort of hoping to be up there with those grounds eventually and I don't see any reason why Slawick can't host, you know, big finals or whatever moving forward. We had the twenty twenty final a couple of years ago and we you know that went really well and yeah, it's just, I would say to anyone, if if you come up during the season, make sure you go in the club, have a look round. Um, it, things have, have stepped on. It doesn't necessarily look like much from the outside. That's probably another project for a bit further down the line. But from from inside, yeah, it's it's a completely new building now. Um, you mentioned big, big, big games and uh, and finals. Uh, I mean, you probably you may be aware, and certainly Chris Payne's aware because he probably played in it. But they did hold, they have, they have hosted the Sykes Cup final once before of a, a Slower, and I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really out again. Uh, you know, uh, apply for it, and you know, a few, a few tweaks and a bit, bit more improvements, and uh, you're certainly going to be uh, a, a great Sykes Cup finals venue for the future. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that that's the plan. I would have, I would have said moving forward mm. once we get everything in place, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But like as well on the flip side of that, there's so many nice grounds now around the league. But you know, it's, yeah. it's good to see. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure on behalf of uh, all of us on the, on the podcast, um, really hope you um, you know it, it goes on uh, to to bigger and better things there, um, on and off the pitch. Um, we, we have got some correspondence as you've probably seen because we did tag you in it <laughs> on you Twitter. Did, yeah. Yeah, just a little uh, bit. There was a yeah the uh, the, the, the 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 Monty fan club uh, was <laughs> was it out in force. Um, so I did. I mean. There's a, there's a, if you think some of my questions are banal, I mean, Christ, my why is this female cat called Stanley? Pinhead said, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, um, why does he call everyone babes? Chris Coleman, you know, it, it, you know, come on, we're, we're better than this, aren't we, on the podcast? Come on, I don't think, I don't think we are. No. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. And so, why do you eat Pringles with a knife and fork? Then, come on, Nathan wants I, to know. I honestly have no idea where that's come from. He's definitely tried to. Set me up and create some kind of weird yeah. rumor, which yeah. probably work now. To be fair, no. Well, let's let's quash that right now on this. Uh, Ian Holt did say, um, uh, I mean, you've obviously had a, a running uh, on the pitch <laughs> with Duncan, a certain Duncan Snell, who, who, who's uh, been a leading batter, opening batter for many a club. What was the background behind that? Yeah, we um, we played Woodlands in the heavy woolen a few Ooh, years yeah, back. Yeah, played for them, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and I actually knew who Duncan Snell was because when I was at college, I, I played for Yorkshire schools and he was yeah. like our, our main sort of superstar player. So yeah. when, I, when I found out he was playing for him, I'd said to everyone, look, he, you know, he's left-handed batter, really good. Let's try and get him early. Yeah. And um, it was a red-hot day. Mo- um, <clears throat> Woodlands had turned up like an hour and a half early as they do with codes <laughs> out, you know, full track suits. We'd rocked up. Yeah. You know, been out night before, I think, got there just before the hour. Um, and I remember Payne saying to us, whatever you do, when you win the toss, make sure they're back. We want to keep everyone here as long as we can. <laughs> like thinking as a, from a financial point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Look so at anyway, the I think, Yeah, I think they won the toss and said, right, we'll have a bat. It was absolutely boiling day. Yeah. Um, and they, they just set off like an house on fire. And then I, I got asked to come on. Yeah. Duncan Snell were batting. And I think three balls in, I lobbed one up and he came charging down wicket, missed it. And Lewis Bradley dropped the ball to stump him. Oh! And I, I just remember putting my hands on, on my knees thinking, oh no, I, I could have done with him catching yeah. that, you know, stumping yeah. him. I think then for about three overs, he just absolutely pounded all the houses on Ride Street, you know, like <laughs> six, six, six. Howitzers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they racked up like over 300 runs and yeah, we all yeah. just sort of walked off with his heads down, but... Yeah, I always said to him, "Thanks for you know, thanks for dropping that, Lewis. I, I enjoyed getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. pumped around the ground then for four or five overs or whatever it was." I know, bloody hell. I mean, Lewis has got broad enough shoulders to take, uh, to take that. <laughs> he definitely sure. has. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and uh, um, so anyway, we'll go to a bit more, a bit more of the uh, the more more straight line and serious. Uh, uh, the uh, Shambo twenty three uh, comes in with uh, Monty. Best overseas you've played with at Slough and against. Yeah, I saw this one. I had a, a little bit of a thing. I think mm. playing with is f- a fairly easy one. We had an Aussie a few years back called yeah. Nathan Freitag, who was yeah. unbelievable. You know, bowled um, left arm quite quick, swung it around, and you know he could bat as well. And he had a really yeah. successful season with Slawit. Um And I think actually to the point when he left, Hoyland Swain actually approached him, from what I believe, right, about yeah. possibly yeah. coming back the year after. So you know, you're obviously. You're doing something well if you know the the teams at the top are asking you to come back. But yeah, he was sort of head and shoulders above any pros that I've sort of played with. And then playing against, um, I think when I first joined Skulls, it was sort of Wazim Jaffa's final mm-hmm. final season. And then 
yeah, he he was unbelievable bowling t- to him in the nets. You know, just mm-hmm. like watching him against all the other players and never in trouble. He, you know, you know, just made it look easy. And obviously, Cobber will know that he he had the pleasure of batting with him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he he was an unbelievable player. And then yeah, I, I played against him as well. That I think he had a season where he came back and played for Skelmanthorpe. I seem to remember yeah. playing against him then as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was an unbelievable player. Mm, yeah, some good uh, uh, good overseas there. Can't, can't get be- much better than them two that you've mentioned. So, um, Chaddy Chaddy Bain, who you'll know quite well. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> old Chaddy. He's very. Uh, yeah, he's quite a quite a character on Twitter. From your so, neck of the Chaddy. woods, yeah, yeah. Um, so, where's your favourite ground to bowl at? He says. Other than other than Slough, I would say. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really struggled with this one actually because I, I do genuinely enjoy bowling at Slough and. Um, I was trying to think where I've where I've had a bit of success. I don't think it's necessarily big grounds either. Yeah. Um, mm. I've I've always done all right at Kurt Burton for some reason. When I've bowled there, I, I seem to always pick up a few wickets. Yeah, um, and obviously it's a you know it's a good setup. It's a nice ground there. Um, and then I, I'd have to mention Skulls as well. I mean, obviously I played there for a few years, but yeah. um, it we played there a couple of weeks ago, and it, it was a, for me. I was turning it, which if you ask any lads at Slough, you know that's. It's a minor miracle, so yeah, um, yeah. I'd have to mention that deck as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, uh, a good deck there. Um, it's getting really good this season as well. The uh, uh, the deck. I think they've got a new new groundsman uh, at Chapelgate. Um, fairly sure of that. So yeah. um, right, so um, a, a horse racing. You're quite into your horse racing, aren't you? Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. I was. Yeah. Um, you had Keith on last week, didn't you? And yeah, he, we did. Yeah. He um, runs a couple of syndicates, and there's a few of us that. You know, pays money and go watch a watch mm. a hoof of the horse that we own, or however yeah. much it is. But yeah, it's a, it's good. I enjoy it. Watch our our steed. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's your favourite jumps jockey, stroke trainer, <laughs> Clive Roberts? Yeah, Clive. <laughs> um, yeah, I honestly don't know. I, I can't say I've got a favourite. It'll probably absolutely shoot me for saying this, but I quite like Bryony Frost as a jockey. I think she's. She's really good and, you know, she's obviously very keen about racing and yeah. is willing to sort of shine a positive light on it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of her. And then I don't think there's much thought in the trainers, but, um, you know, Willie Mullins, is he, he has all the best ones, I think. And, you know, I've, there's quite a few that I've watched run down at Cheltenham and so forth. And, yeah, he's he, he's the man to beat, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I, that was a noise to me because I haven't got the foggiest about horse racing <laughs> at all. But uh, well, I'll take your word for that one too. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, and finally, uh, Andrew Healy uh, asks, uh, "Can you explain why the club are nicknamed the Yetis?" The Yetis. Well, when I saw this, I I instantly thought, "Well, I, I have no idea." I knew it was something to do with his son played for our team, Tom Healy. Oh right. Um, a few years back, mm. he, he was a good player, and um, I think it was something to do with him now. There's been a few rumours going around the group chat exactly what it is. I'm not sure that it's uh, it's broadcastable as to why we've come up with the the name of the Yetis, but um, mm. the 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 short answer is I'm not entirely sure. There's there's a few rumours, but yeah, it, it came. It was around the time Tom Ely was here that year. We got promoted out of the champ out of the championship. Yeah. I think it was 2013. Um, just some random <laughs> random thing that happened, and then it sort of stuck. <clears throat> but yeah, I. I don't think I can give you a 
a definite answer on that one, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, it's still, uh, still, we'll still have to dig deep for that one. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let people use their imaginations, and yeah, they probably yeah, still yeah. won't get it. But yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so anyway, thanks very much, Tom. Uh, it was really, really great, and really interesting to hear, especially about the committee work that you do uh, on the. Uh, uh, as chairman on, uh, at Slowit, so uh, wish we- wish you all the best. But uh, we will move on to uh, a little bit of news now. Um, uh, the league announced as of Sunday, the twenty seventh of June. There was a small but notable change to the format for some matches. Um, the league have announced fifty over cricket will return for Premiership and sites cup matches only. So uh, we're out there for another twenty overs uh, in a day, uh, guys. So uh, Steve, are you, uh, have you been welcoming the? Uh, this uh, this news um, that's coming. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with it. To be mm-hmm. to be fair, I think let, let's take a step back. I think the league are, are trying to manage a, a very difficult situation, and they're doing the best. Um, I, some people will say that it, it, it should have stayed at forty overs. Some will say we we should have started the season with fifty overs. To me, it's neither here nor there. Mm. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, they can't win, can they? No, I, I, no. I'm fine with it. Personally, I'm absolutely fine with it. I yeah. guess, I think I'd have, I'd have probably kept the Sykes Cup at 40 overs. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion, you know. Uh, <clears throat> again, some people might disagree with that, but, but again, it's all, all about opinions, isn't it? Mm. Um, look, the, the, these are unprecedented times, and and whatever they did wouldn't have pleased everyone. Let, let's just let's just get on with it and respect the decisions. I think yeah. is, is 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 my stance on it. Yeah, uh, Andrew, um, you're a bit longer on your feet uh, for the next uh, uh, second half of the season, isn't it? Yeah, but to be honest, I've got to agree with just about you know every single word that Steve just said because. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I tell you what, just let's get on with it. And um, because uh, you know, as, as he so rightly said, you know, these are unprecedented times. You know, there is no, there is nothing that says, you know, rule forty six in the book or whatever it mm-hmm. is. In the case of a pandemic, this is what we're going to do. Um, it just doesn't exist. And so the the people have got to make the decisions. And it's dead easy to comp to to. Um, for people to complain and and say that they should have done this and they should have done that and they should have done the other, well, maybe maybe not. Who cares? Because yeah. let's just be. I tell you what, just let's be pleased we're out there playing cricket. Mm. Yeah, precisely. Everyone's healthy and everyone's playing cricket, so that's the main yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah, and we're uh, getting up to halfway uh, in the season as well this weekend. So, um, so anyway, that's uh, that, that's from Sunday onwards. So Saturday's forty overs and Sunday's fifty overs. So it does take us to our match day review from uh, the, this weekend. Uh, just uh, the one round of games on the Saturday. Um, we'll start obviously the Premiership as we usually do, um, and quite uh, simply the game of the day was set third against second. Uh, Morelands. Um, uh, away at Hoyland Swain, which always promised to be a, a bit of a uh, a bit of an acid test for the uh, uh, who's going to win the league. So uh, Morelands came out on top there, but well, I mean, it 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 it, it swung either way really. This one, um, they closed the gap on Swain to three points. Morelands by winning um, just by three runs there. Um, the nine points behind the leaders, Thongsbridge, but uh, a third division, the uh, third defeat of the season for Hoyland Swain. Um, uh, and so five teams from second to second to seventh have six wins. I noticed, uh, which just shows um, you know uh, uh, how uh, how really competitive and it is getting. 
So uh, Morelands in this game, they 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 were struggling a little bit at fifty six for five at first, but uh, James Stansfield's uh, seventy seven um, really sort of knitted uh, their, their innings together to put up one nine three for eight uh, with their Adnan Garni's having a great few weeks. Uh, he got the uh, the six wicket uh, blast against Delphin Dog cross a week before. He's followed that up with four wickets uh, to make to get his twenty fifth wicket of the season. Um, and Swain were in a similar position. They were struggling at fifty-seven for six, um, and they hobbled along to one hundred and twenty for nine. With Chris Christian Jackson uh, batting about eight, I think uh, came in with a a sixty-seven not out um, to really take it to the wire. Um, Mohamed Azarullah um, joined him there, and they put on um, well set sixty runs, I think, um, which took them uh, to one ninety, uh, and then uh, Morland's got that. Wicket they desperately needed, where uh, Siraj Sajid, I think, uh, found uh, an edge off uh, Azarola uh, to get caught behind. So, great win for Morelands. Uh, I think they are really they're starting to, to really get some momentum now. They've had a couple of blips, but uh, you know they've beaten Thongsbridge last couple of weeks. Uh, who were top and beaten Highland Swain, so it really it really sets them in good stead now. I think for the uh, for the next run of games. Um, so uh, the second match uh, we mentioned Thongsbridge at top and they continued their their excellent start of the season um, winning by six wickets uh, against uh, well Monty's team Slough it and you were there weren't you Monty I was yeah mm. um, they were convincing winners in the end um, mm. I think they're a bit of they're obviously top of the league and they're, they're going really well and it's with full respect to them, they're not a flashy side. Do you know what I mean? They just turn up, they do a job, and they, they keep winning. So they, yeah. you know, fair play to them. And we we were just nowhere near good enough for similar tale really with the bat. We you know we're just losing wickets at regular intervals, and um, Tom Ravenel just cleaned up really after yeah. his first over. I think he got put for about fifteen, sixteen yeah. probably, and he, he he might have thought, oh god, what what's happening here? But yeah, he, he came back well and finished with seven for I think and. Yeah. Yeah, he um, he, bowled, he bowled well, and they were they were convincing winners in the end. And we mentioned uh, that um, you know Lewis Bradley had broad shoulders before, but Tom Ravenel's another one with broad shoulders, and he, he you know he, he, he you know some bowlers can just go all right, and oh, I'm, I'm, I need a rest now, you know what I mean? But he's just trucking on, and and he's got his reward in the end uh, there. Um, I think what strikes me about uh, Thomsbridge is the uh, the team spirit they seem to have. They've got a very good team spirit there. Um, so, uh, well, the big question uh, is, can they win the league? Um, Steve, do you think they can win the league? Uh, why not? Yeah. We're halfway through in the, the top of the league. so Yeah, um, yeah by, by a cushion know. as well. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, mm. clearly favourites, you know, and, and Hoyland's wearing have lost a few games. So, mm. so yeah, it, well, yeah. Of course yeah, it can. I, th- I think that team, that team spirit they've got will count for mm-hmm. a lot, you know, in, in tight games, so... Uh, yeah. I, I think I think they've you know they've got every chance. Yeah, well, yeah, they, they, they they don't carry many players. You know, they're they're a strong unit. You know, they've eleven cricketers that that contribute. You know, yes, yes. You know, they've got some star players, but they're a solid team in Thongsbridge. And yeah, from here, you know, they have to be favourites, surely. Mm. Well, you could argue they've, they've been building towards this because they've had some good. You know, top half finishes last few few seasons since they got promoted about four years ago. So yeah, uh, yeah they build building building nicely. Um, um, yeah, uh, Delphin Dog Cross against Armsey's Bridge. Yeah, anyway, we'll we'll move on to another game. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> that good was it. 
Yeah, uh, no, I mean, doing Armitage Bridge a massive disservice there. They, uh, they, they uh, we've played them twice now this season, and uh, you know we, we we came out well on top at their place in the uh, in the Sites Cup, but uh, they batted first at, at Delft, and it, and it wasn't you know it. It it, 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 to be fair, I mean, we were missing a couple of couple of bowlers, but you know, I'm not making any excuses at all because the, um, you know, it it, it, it was a, a wicket that that, that I'd, I'd seen a couple of games on before, the, uh, you know, in the last couple of games. So, you know, it wasn't it it, it might have looked easy to bat on, but it wasn't actually that easy. If you took the pace off the ball, it was quite a you know quite quite tough to score on. But um, they they uh, they they put on a a, a big forty over run. Um, well, they, they, they've put the biggest total of the season on by any team, I think, in the uh, in the forty over format there. And uh, yeah, it was a strong opening partnership from Jacob Kirtland and Blackbury, both a run apart, really, eighty four and eighty three. So, uh, and that just set set the tone, really. And uh, you know, uh, I mean, Grant Jones bowled uh, six overs there um, just to just to get someone on and slow slow it down or, or attempt to. But um, that, that big cushion really just gave licence to uh, Andy Gleddle coming on uh, with a quick 31 from 14 balls at the end just to... Uh, I mean, we, we did say that, uh, you know, is it a psycho- psychological advantage getting it under 300? <laughs> um, <laughs> looking at any positive for this <laughs> for this one. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, we had a good opening stand. 52 runs between Molson and Hassan Hussain, uh, both in the 30s. But they both got out at similar times in the end. Um, they, 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 they're really good. Jack Inchcliffe bowled really well. Uh, it's best... I think it might be his best return of the season. Four wickets there for for Jack there, so uh, yeah, um, yeah, well beaten. And uh, you know uh, we've got a big weekend where we play um, Murphy Parish Cavaliers and Broadoak uh, in the in in back to back games. So a uh, huge weekend coming up. So we can we can uh, just look towards next week. Now that's all we can do. Um, yeah, Steve, your uh, your team Golker uh, uh, very, did us a favour really by beating Murphy Parish Cavaliers with a five wicket win, uh, which pushes you back up to fourth. Yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're enjoying uh, a few wins at the minute. It, it was a good win on Saturday at, at home again. I think we've won six out of seven at home now th- this year. Um, mm, yeah, but yeah, so so happy with the six points. But but look, cricket aside, unfortunately, uh, Naz that their pro was yeah. due to go home on Sunday as his as his father was ill, uh, and mm. I saw on Facebook on Sunday that. His dad had passed away, so oh, right, yeah. So, 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 let's forget cricket. Condolences uh, go go out to him. He, he's been he's been a fantastic servant to Murfield Parish, hasn't he? And, yes. And I, and I hope we see him again. You know, hopefully next year. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Good win for us, but you know. Yeah, puts yeah, it in the shade, doesn't it? it? It does, yeah. Like you say, he's, he's been a really good servant. I think he might be into uh, that sixth season. I think he's been with Murfield Parish. And, yeah, and he's been the centre. Yeah, he's been at the centre of all our good stuff. Yeah, he has, and he's and he's a great, great guy as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we, we send you all our best wishes, Naz. If you if you happen to listen to the podcast, then uh, you know. Uh, we do we do send you our best wishes and I hope that someone from Murfield can pass that on um, as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think uh, there was a few Golker batsmen in the 30s. There. It was just a team performance that, that, that uh, you know, it was pro- probably good to see everyone getting in on the runs, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, it was, yeah. <clears throat> we had we had Murfield Parish at, uh, could have been 90 for 8 or something mm. like that. And then 
Then number nine came in and smashed smashed it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, like me, me and Jack Mack were bowling and he were hitting us out of goal. He was just going miles and he, yeah. and he got 50. And yeah. Fair play to him, he hit it very cleanly and they got yeah. up to a respectable total. And uh, mm. yeah, it, it was a decent wicket. And, and all, But yeah, all, all our lads chipped in with the bat. So we, we managed to get over, over the line comfortably. But yeah, yeah, good game. Good yeah, game. and uh, Andrew, you were at uh, Barkisland versus Broadout, where uh, Barkisland have a similar uh, home record to Golka. Uh, it was their fifth home win out of uh, six league matches, um, which leaves Broadout just uh, three points off the relegation zone. Yeah, um, deserved victory for Barkisland. I mm-hmm. mean, there isn't a great deal more. I would say. I, I think Broadout would be very disappointed with the way that they that they battered. I thought they bowled quite well, actually. Um, mm. Certainly early doors. Adam France got three wickets. And then the, the overseas, uh, Alistair Snowden, he bowled really well. In fact, I, I've had them three times this season. I think that's probably the quickest I've seen him bowl. He actually did bowl quite sharply on what was quite a a low-bounce deck, yeah. if that makes sense. And, and not, but he got he got 5-4 and um, certainly gave uh, Broadoak a chance. But... Not really with the way that they batted because they didn't bat well at all. And um, too many balls hit in the air, um, glory shots if you want, and, and it, 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 it didn't come off. Barkisland, I thought, batted uh, bat pretty well and batted sensibly as well. Um, and perhaps two shout-outs in the game. One would be for the young wicketkeeper at Barkisland, who I've never seen before. Yeah, uh, I got my first look at him on Saturday, Jasper Mayle. Mm-hmm. Batted really, really well. I was very He's a good cricketer in, Andrew. He's a good yeah. cricketer in. Yeah, he, he took the game away from us as well. When we mm. played there at, uh, with Slawit, we, we had them, I think, sort of 60 for four, chasing quite a large total. And he, he came in and changed the game. He's, he's going to be a good player in. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, first time I've seen him, and, and I was, I was impressed by his batting. I was impressed by his keeping, and as you've just said, Steve, yeah, I, just an all-round good cricketer, I think. Uh, and also the first time I've seen um, Cameron Van Rensburg um, bowling, left-arm spinner, yeah. turns it, turns mm. it, um, and 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 Broadup didn't really deal with him. Well at all, uh, and, and the thing about him that I quite liked about him because he, he bought from my end, so obviously I've got the best the best view uh, was the fact that he didn't try to turn every ball, so he varied it. There was a little, you know, there was some, yeah. the, the ball that just goes straight on with his arm and, and and whatever. But when he when he did put a, a tweak on it, then it went um, and caused broad up batsman no end of problems. And and the interesting thing was he bought twelve hour, twelve overs on the on the on the trot. And looking back, I mean, maybe there was one in there that I missed. I don't think he bowled a short ball in all of his 12 overs. I was yeah. very, very impressed. And um, and Pakistan might be a good place for them to play, um, whatever. But yeah, deserve victory. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a it was a good win uh, for for Pakistan, and uh, uh, it moves on to uh, it moves on to um, uh, match number six, which is Honley. Um, he won by 14 runs at uh, home to Scholes. Now, uh, if you get anywhere up near 200 in the first innings at Honley, it's always going to be a tough to chase. But Scholes put a good fist in, uh, but just came out a little bit short there. Uh, seven, No less than seven Hon- Honley batsmen were in double figures. Um, uh, uh, Charlie Jaitman, 34, and uh, and Timmy Taylor was 30 with the, the top scorers there. Um, and then Scholes made uh, uh, their way to 123 for one. Um, so you know, plenty of wickets in the bank there, but they uh, they just uh, 
they just uh, struggled a little bit for for momentum as wickets fell then. So and it was great to see uh, uh, another youngster, Archie Moore's son uh, Harry, which uh, I remember Simon Kelly was on the podcast talking about him recently. But that's his first um, five for in the first team, five for sixty one. So well done, well done, Harry. Um, yeah, brilliant. brilliant yeah, good that. to see that, and uh, I'm sure it's another name that we'll see a, a lot more regularly in uh, in future. Uh, match days. Uh, so yeah, there was just the six matches. Uh, there was uh, uh, Shepley versus Kurt Burton. Uh, first match uh, of the season to be called off following a COVID case with the club. So we can't really say too much about this because the, the match secretary is investigating, um, you know, the where's and whereabouts of that um, before issuing points distribution. Uh, I didn't know this though. Uh, I wasn't aware of this um, uh, uh, until re- uh, I didn't re- really read this. I, I always assumed that if it was, uh, you know, it's abandoned because of COVID, it would, it was two points each. But it actually, I think it's something like ten percent of the current points. So it'd probably mean that Shepley got three points, Kerber and four points if uh, if that's ruled as a COVID uh, abandonment. So uh, did you know that, guys? No, no, no. Nah. News to me as well. So yeah, so uh, that's uh, that's how it is. Um, Anyway, uh, on to uh, the championship, where um, another humdinger of a of a game, uh, and yes, uh, the the kryptonite is just in everyone's pockets, isn't it, Andrew? Armandby uh, Wes, <laughs> previously unbeaten, and they go to uh, well, Skelman Four. We all know how good Skelman Four are with their exploits yeah. in the Sites Cup, uh, but uh, I mean that they call it it's a six pointer, isn't it? And they they reduced it to three points now. Um, the gap, so uh, yeah, it was a it was a good win for Scalman Yeah, well done to him. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I think that uh, uh, you know, obviously, I only get my reports from from them because I'm not there. But mm. generally, they were disappointed with the way they played, but they were also impressed with the way that that Scalman played. So, oh, yeah. so fair play to them. They, 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 they were missing a few on Saturday, which which doesn't help. No. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Tom Addy has. Um, got quite a bad injury actually. He's he's fractured his the thing. I think it's his, his little finger of his of his left hand, oh, right. uh, which is which has meant that he's had to have an operation. And it's um, I wouldn't I, I don't know because you know I'm you know I, did, I didn't do the operation myself, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, um, the, the, the wonder have you got a surgery you know, at the back of the pavilion? <laughs> just, I'll sort your finger out. Don't worry. Well, we, we, we we're going to get the black band. We're going to get the black dyke band back, and uh, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna we're gonna build one and it'll be a, a bread knife probably. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, I think there'll be question marks about whether they play again this season. So that's quite that's quite yeah, cool. So but, sad that. But yeah. no, well you know, hey, listen, well done to Skelmanthorpe mm-hmm. and um, um, and the the Wes have tasted defeat in the league for the first time, and um, we'll see how they come back on Saturday at home against Shelley. Which yeah, bounce, bounce yeah. back ability is what's needed. Um, yeah. But but we, uh, we I mean, Alan Greenwood, the captain of Scalmer I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. I think he he's happy to come on the podcast in the next couple of weeks. So it'd be great to hear their their perspective on it with the with the cup run and the match coming up against Morelands. But uh, Joe Sykes uh, got um, fifty not out. Uh, his last four innings uh, are all not outs, 50, 14, 57 and 97. So, he's, and, and amazingly, he's not in the, the, the top 10 batsmen of the uh, of the championship, you know, for runs. So, what, what do you think, Steve? Do you think he's been to the Jacob Mulhall School of Accumulating Runs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, Joe, Joe Sykes is a very different batsman to Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a big clean ball, mm. Joe, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's at the right club at Scalmanthorpe because 
yeah, it's a small ground. It's a it's a great wicket. I, I, I to be fair, I think Skelmanthorpe's probably in my top three grounds for, for batting. You yeah, know, it's 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 always been a good wicket. Outfield's fast, small ground. So yeah, Joe, Joe's in the right place, and it, I'm not surprised that he's he's doing what he's doing. To be fair, yeah, yeah he, he played in the uh, seconds with me at schools. Um, is coming up, and he's he's a, like you said, Cobby. It's a big ball, and he's he's a very good player, and yeah, those boundaries are nowhere near big enough for him at down and shot. <laughs> no. you, you, well, it was one of my favourite grounds for bowling on as well, once upon a time, a while ago. But uh, yeah, I, I used to like playing there. It was good. I once took. Yeah, I shouldn't be saying. I once, <laughs> I once <laughs> took the first eight wickets at Skelmanthorpe, and uh, I, I yeah, and I took the, the my eighth wicket with the last ball of an over. And one of my teammates came up to me and said. I've played cricket for all these years, Andrew, and I've never played in a game where ten wickets has been taken by by one bowler. But I think today is going to be the day, and I think it's going to be you. And I said, "Well, I shall be trying." And I wandered down to third man. He bowled the next over, and his first two balls the next over, he bowled their tenth and eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no! I've never bowled another ball. So yeah, but, yeah. Oh. I, used to, I used to like playing scrum. I thought good, good deck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of good good things happening there. So uh, that was the that was the huge game of the day. But um, Melfam stayed in touch in third. They're only one point behind Scalmanthorpe, and they're having a great run of form. There were two centuries scored in their match against Denby. Uh, Sam Clegg, the wicketkeeper, with a huge one four four not out uh, for Melfam, which which pretty much uh, well you would have looked they looked home and holes at, at, at tea time, but it only oh, finished in a five run win where, after. Uh, uh, Sanodge, what's his name? I'm gonna I'm gonna say because I can't even pronounce it. It's Sanodge Wedgetunge. Uh We'll call him Sanodge. What's it? No, <laughs> can't say that, can we? We have to say it properly. Sanodge Wedgetunge, 106 for Denby, uh, and Jack Jones, 52, really put them in the game. Uh, and Sam Clegg uh, took two catches in the in the reply there, so uh, they fell uh, just a bit short, Denby. But Melfin going great guns and. Rastrick got their uh, second win of the season to take them off the bottom place. Um, Abdallah Khan, seven wickets um, for 55 runs uh, for Rastrick. Amazingly, that's only the fourth best championship return uh, this season. So there's three better uh, performances with a ball in the championship, quite amazingly. So, uh, yeah, and uh, Rastrick recovered from four four for two to chase down uh, on first 140 all out successfully. Um Marsden are on a bit of a bad run of form. Uh, four straight defeat uh, at home to Lassell's Hall. Conversely, Lassell Hall up to six with their third straight league win. If you, you might remember a few weeks ago, uh, the 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 had the, the uh, well the unfortunateness uh, of, of being twenty all out um, uh, earlier in the season, about four or five weeks ago. They've, they've got eradicated that. Um, out of the memory, and they're up to six mid-table. So, uh, Rana Nasir and Tom Whiteman, 46 and 43 runs for Lassels Hall, and Gav Smith took four wickets uh, there. Uh, Elland got their second win of the season, and they go above Clayton West, who they played, uh, and they beat. Um, they go into eighth. Ashe Palkar, 96 for Clayton West, and it wasn't enough. They, they put a big score on at Elland uh, of 186 all out, but a solid partnership between Khalil Ahmed and Faisal Javed, 78 and 59 for Elland uh, won the game there. And finally, Shelley um, beat Thurstonland. Uh, Thurstonland went bottom after their sixth defeat of the season. 
uh, and uh, a four fifty um, for Shelley opener Harvey Jones seventy one. Uh, he's the division's top batsman with three hundred seventy three runs. So that was the championship, and well, this is everyone's favourite division, the conference, because Jacob Muller plays in it. So uh, yeah, the the top two teams are, are, are Hollis West Seconds and Lepton Highlanders, uh, and Lepton Highlanders uh, won again uh, against away at Murfield, uh, which Andrew said was a very big ground. Um, yeah, Murphy were two for five at one point. Uh, were five down for two runs. Um, I think there was three kamikaze runouts, um, according to their Twitter uh, feed of the day. But uh, yeah, 58, uh, Lepton knocked it off 58 for one uh, with uh, our, um, you know, our, our, our Jacob, should we call him? Our Jacob got 41 runs in all that, you know, so we spurred him on. We spurred him on. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, as we mentioned, Holland Swain uh, seconds, uh, and it's still one of the two sides to be unbeaten. Uh, it was all about the Lockwoods, hundred and one not out for Darren Lockwood, and six wickets for Jack Lockwood, uh, and they beat them deal. Um, elsewhere, uh, Almabry still remain winless. Uh, come with um, beat them quite convincingly by forty four runs. George Parks uh, with a five wicket haul there. Um, uh, Hall Bauer have moved up to fourth, and they're only six points behind first and second, so they're still in with a shout there. Um, and they beat uh, Linthwaite uh, by four wickets uh, by chasing Linthwaite's 153 all out. Kirk Eaton are in a, 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 a reasonable nick uh, with their third win of the season, and they go up to six by beating Burtby Rosehill. Uh, and also a second loss of the season for Emily Clarence um, to Upper Thong this time. Uh, Mohamed Nabil. Uh, Got uh, six wickets for Emily, but it wasn't enough uh, as Henry Franklin got four wickets for Upper Thong and they uh, they uh, defended their 171 all-out score. Uh, just on a, a, a note, uh, we'll have to mention Jacob's average, obviously. Um, he's actually gone up now, so he's now 69.83 in all comps and 83.5 in the league. So, yes, yeah, he's doing well. So, so, so it's dipped from nine, 99 or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it was 99, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and he's a couple of not outs, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah it does. I, th- it does. I think the word we're looking for here, Steve, is plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> Dive bombed. Dive bombed, as I'll, I'll counter with. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the uh, the Saturday action. Uh, and we'll we'll just whiz through the, the T20. The final groups, the group games... Uh, which saw half of the teams that entered uh, are out. Um, so in uh, Cobbers group, uh, group one, Golka qualified in second place with eight points, and uh, and a uh, Golka, you've got Hoyland Swain at home. You've got to play the big team sometime. So yeah, you're at home to them next Tuesday. Yeah, ha- happy with that, Jamie. Mm. Uh, home tie on Tuesday. In- yeah. England, England kick off at five, and then. Yeah. We, we we start at half six, so yeah, there'll be a massive crowd there yeah, on will. Tuesday. So you know that yeah, that's why we play the game. You know, mm. we'll have we'll have a fantastic crowd there backing us on Tuesday, and mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we managed to get over the line this week against Armitage Bridge. It was a very strange game, but mm. but yeah, uh, but yeah, happy, happy to be there in the quarters and yeah. looking forward to Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, you beat, you beat the team that actually topped the group because uh, they, 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 they've gone through on a, a better runs to wickets average there. But um, uh, And uh, the, uh, the the other two teams, well, there was a, a very high score uh, of 2-5-9 for, for three at Honley. 
where Timmy Taylor got the biggest score in uh, in the competition and he tops the the, the run scorers there. Um, 119 not out, um, and it's the second tw- century by, in the T20 by a batsman uh, this season. Um, Barkisan replied with 191 for four. Uh, into Group 2, Moreland's qualified with a 100% record and uh, Almerby Wes, unfortunately, after winning their first game, Andrew, uh, go out on four points. Uh, but Dan Morehouse, 81 from 54 balls. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 batting three. Yeah, yeah. He's getting married shortly as well. Is he really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, he can plan better now. He's not in the T Twenty and chooses are eating up. So uh, yeah, you know, yeah. all in the plans and stuff like that. Yeah. All in the planning. Yeah, you stay home, Dan. Sort your wedding out. Uh, Eddie Wormsley, fifty-five not out. Uh, he's had a very good. T Twenty campaign, um, fifty five not out, eighty six not out, and seventy nine not out in the three games played. So uh, yeah, it, it's getting it's going to be hard to to uh, dislodge for us next week. Um, and Shelley uh, qualified with them uh, after losing the first game against Morelands. They won the last two and they qualified in second place. Um, and they beat Murfield Parish Cavaliers, uh, who've lost all three. Uh, Big Martin, uh, all rounder, uh, three wickets for nineteen. Uh, tidy figures and 19 not out. Um, you know, when you've got someone like Martin Sykes on the side, T20 is easy. Um, Thongsbridge uh, topped uh, Group 3 um, with a win uh, away at Broad Oak by nine wickets. Quite an easy win. Um, they will play Shelley at home in the next round. But Will Reeves, uh, three wickets of 13 for Thongsbridge and Ben Barn for 60 with the bat and they knocked it off with five overs left there. And uh, me and Monty were uh, at uh, at Slowit uh, as Delph and Dogcross uh, got their second win and qualified in second to uh, to head down the M62 at tea time next Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that immensely. Um, and uh, yeah, Finley Brook, uh, Monty, he was top scorer um, with a bat uh, he, and, he, and he batted well. Yeah, he did. He, he can hit a ball, he can, can. Finley, he can time oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he's not playing much um, Saturday cricket. I think he he's uh, got into golf now or something. Mm. So he's, he's another one that we're trying to get back. But yeah, he batted really well. But you know, ultimately, the the better side won. And um, we, if if nothing else, we've been consistent over the three games. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a way of put. It's a Monty way of putting things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get that dry humour in there. Very poetic. Um, there was a hat trick in the game. Isaac Jones uh, got four wickets for ten runs. A ball very tidily, uh, but it was the most low key celebration you'll ever see for a hat trick. You'd never, you, you, you know, uh, you'd never have thought he'd have got anything like that. But uh, and he's actually top the top the uh, league wicket takers with nine wickets um, for for the T T Twenty. So yeah, I mean, you know, he's a he's a decent young young lad. Warren Jones's son. Um, yeah, some good, some good young players there in that team. Yeah, we've got, we have got some, and the other one I mentioned, obviously Lucas Selby, which I've mentioned plenty in the times of past. I do like watching him bat, and he and he batted uh, very well uh, for fifty six not out. That's his second T twenty fifty. So yeah, we'll go on to play Morelands uh, next Tuesday night, and the group of death, uh, which was uh, Kurt Burton, Group Four, and Kurt Burton uh, got their second win and qualified. Uh, uh, they played Skulls and. Uh, they uh, chased down Skulls' uh, 151 quite uh, root, well with about uh, 10 balls left Andy Smith all rounder there um, 3 wickets for 26 and 51 runs with the bat uh, Shepley uh, conceded their match against Hoyland Swain but Hoyland Swain topped the group with uh, 12 points uh, to uh, to head to Golka in the next round so uh, yeah that wraps up the uh, match day review and the 
T20 quarterfinals, which I mentioned next Tuesday, 29th of June, uh, is Armitage Bridge versus Kurt Burton, Moreland's versus Delphine Dog Cross, uh, match one and two, and match three and four, Thongs Bridge versus Shelley, Golker versus Hoyland Swain. Uh, that match was switched uh, uh, to Golker. Um, now, uh, the semi finals will look like uh, the winner of one against the winner of two. Uh, so, Armitage Bridge or Kurt Burton will be at home in the semi final. Uh, and Thongs Bridge or Shelley will also be at home uh, in the semi final. Um, Gol uh, and Go Golker, uh, yeah, Golker against Hoyland Swain. Uh, I've already read that once. What am I doing? Uh, <laughs> it's going. It's. I mean, I meant. I mean, and entering the twilight zone now. Uh, <laughs> the uh, T20 Shield quarterfinal. I mentioned that as well. Uh, Edgerton and Dalton versus Clayton West. Uh, Lassels Hall versus Elland. Marsden versus Lepton Highlanders and Thurstonland versus Scarborough Fourpand. It's the same uh, sort of pre-draw for the semi-final as well. So winners of one will play the winners of two, and the winners of three at home to the winners of four. Um, a little small section, small mention to the Sunday section. Uh, we not mentioned that here, and, and that's it in its first season this season. So uh, Honley lead the way. Uh, they've got three wins from three, and Shepley, Upper Thong, and Armsys Bridge all with two wins apiece. So uh, yeah, a little uh, the development league as it should be called. I think you know get a lot of young crickets out there. Um, and then that's it. So uh, yeah, we're at the end of the show uh, as we look ahead to another weekend of cricket. Uh, this time next week we'll be over halfway. It's all downhill from here. Tom, thanks for being a gent and coming on the show again. Um, I think the Moonrakers are in good hands with people like yourself and Payne at the helm, in my opinion. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us on and um, enjoy listening to these. So, yeah, keep going. Great stuff. And uh, finally, Castle Hill Cricket Chat has a certain uniqueness uh, thanks to the sheer professionalism that Cobber and Andrew bring along. So thank you once again, lads. No problem. No yeah, no worries. And thanks, Monte. Enjoyed that. Yeah, well done, Monte. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. hope you enjoyed that episode of castle hill cricket chat we can't leave without asking for a small favor from you so please drop us a review wherever you subscribe to your podcast be it soundcloud spotify apple Podcasts, wherever it only takes seconds to do and it really helps honestly it does as we get started on our podcast journey hope you tune in for our next show soon we've got some fascinating interviews planned with current and former players along with people who support the league in many other ways we'll also be bringing you our match reviews every week after the weekend that's just gone if you'd like to be a guest on castle Hill cricket chat to chat about your team this season or discuss a match you've just taken part in just get in touch by the usual methods finally follow the league twitter account for news of the next episode dropping and subscribe to the league's official youtube account too where you may find the odd tidbit making its way onto there you can find both accounts easily enough online thanks for tuning in and listening and until next time we'll see you soon